The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus' homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A moment of great anticipation has arrived. I think about it for freshmen, you're like, okay, finally I've broken out of the house, I'm out on my own. For maybe anyone in between there, sophomores and juniors, maybe you moved out of the dorms, right? And for seniors, you're anticipating maybe this is the the last year. And so the question as we kind of anticipate this freedom is what are we going to do with it next? And when I think about my own story, my own uh, experience as a freshman, I moved into the dorms at K-State with my buddy um, that I'd had since preschool. So I knew him well, but no matter how you spend that first week of college, it was awkward, <laughs> right? I mean, think about it. You're, you're there with a dorm floor who you didn't choose to live with all those people that are on paper-thin walls dividing you and them. You're in these classes with people that you didn't necessarily choose, right? And so I thought, well, instead of focusing on that experience, maybe something that all of us can relate to. And it takes me back to when I was eight or nine years old. I was in a store one day and saw this item that was sleek, shiny. I mean, it caught my eye. And this Ruko, yes, I say Ruko because uh, Roku's didn't even exist then, so I'm not being dyslexic. Uh, this caught my attention, and so I was waiting for that day, and it finally came. It was Christmas Eve. In our family, we have the tradition that you can open one gift on Christmas Eve. And so I looked around the tree. I was searching and searching for the box that would be small enough to fit it in, and a box that obviously had my name on it. And so I found it. And when the time came for me to open my gift, I opened that, I unwrapped it, I opened the box, and I beheld it for the first time. If it's like Ralphie in a Christmas, in a Christmas story, right? It seemed like all of the world to turn its eyes to me in that glorious moment as I went from being a boy to becoming a man. I received my first brand new pocket knife. And so this pocket knife was everything that I wanted Right That night, I, d- I didn't dream about the gifts I was going to get the next day. I was dreaming about the adventure, about the stories of survival, and about the weapons that I was going to make. And so that next morning, Christmas morning, I woke up and went down to open up my other gifts. 
And lo and behold, I open a box containing a set of Legos, and I can't get the darn Lego box open. So I run to my room and grab my Roku because that, or Ruko because that's what I'm supposed to do. I go and I, I rip through it, and then I cut through half of my index finger. Christmas morning, there's blood all over the place. I think for all of us as we sit in here tonight, whether we're here for college, whether we're out of college for many years, it's an opportunity for all of us to reflect on those Christmas Eves, those Christmas mornings of our life, to reflect on those rucos of our own life, the gifts that we've received. Because St. Paul says in our second reading today, he says the call and the gift of God is irrevocable. God has given us these gifts and he's not going to take them away. The only way that we lose these gifts is if we choose to use them in a way that God never intended. And so this time of the year, I think the most general one that sits out in the minds of many college students is a gift of freedom. But if we think of freedom as that ability to just do whatever the heck we want, we're not only going to lose it, but it will surely cut us. It will hurt us. So I think for us, freedom is that ability to choose the good. And if we want to retain that, if we want to keep that and stay truly free, then we have to know how to use the gift. And so whether we're in college or not, whether we're a freshman, a senior, or going on a senior citizen, the scriptures offer us two tips as to how to use that gift of freedom well. First, it's demonstrated in our gospel tonight, and it takes kind of some practical notes in our first reading. It's a gift of faith. Right, for that Canaanite woman, she had no business in Jewish culture going to talk to Christ. But she goes in the first place, and then as the crowds are willing to dismiss her, including the disciples, mind you, it eggs her on the more to plead with God, to plead with Christ even when it appears as though he himself isn't even listening. And so she goes to him, and what happens? But he rewards her for her faith. And so for us, when she's rewarded for this faith, we have to realize that, that our faith itself is a gift. It's a gift given to us by God, a gift whether we see ourselves as saints in the making or as the greatest sinner in the room. Yeah, it's a gift that our parents passed on to us, many of us, but ultimately it's a gift that God gives us to guide us through life. A gift that takes on a practical shape for us on this campus in many ways, one of which was alluded to by Isaiah in our first reading today. Because Isaiah says, speaking on God's behalf, he says, keep the Sabbath, and he who holds to my covenant who offers sacrifices at the altar, using our freedom to choose to go to Mass, not because it's an obligation, no, actually, rather, to choose to go to Mass because it's the greatest love story on earth. A place where we can come, not only just to fulfill an obligation, not only a place to learn about God, but ultimately to allow God to reveal who we are to ourselves. And when we choose that gift and we act upon that gift, then the same promise that was given to the woman who was persistent in the gospel, Isaiah says, is a promise we will receive. When we do this, God promises, I will bring you to my holy mountain and make you joyful in my house of prayer. Here at St. Pius X, that's the goal. Are we perfect? No. Are all the students who walk in these doors perfect? No. But our goal is to walk with each other so that when we feel as though God isn't listening to us, we have an authentic friendship who's willing to guide us on God's behalf, to lead us to become people of faith. And we aim, as our first reading concludes, to be a house of prayer for all peoples, not just holy rollers, but to become a place of conversion, 
Which brings us then to that second piece of advice on how we can use our RUCO, our freedom. Right? I didn't intend on using my pocket knife to cut my finger. <laughs> I only planned on using it to open a box. If I were to ask all of you, I don't think you would say that you want to get hurt or you want to get cut. And so for all of us, it's almost inevitable, isn't it? At some point, we are going to make a decision that hurts us. And that's why we're here at St. Pius X, as Pope Francis says, not to be a place for the elite, but to be a field hospital for those in need of healing. It's our goal here to be a place of healing, a place of conversion, a place where we can encounter God's healing, be sewn up, just as my finger was on that Christmas morning, to be sewn up in the sacrament of confession, to come to offer ourselves, whether perfect or not, to the Lord. So that understanding the gift that he's given to us, we may live as St. Paul told the Romans today. You who once disobeyed God, remember the mercy he bestowed upon you and now share that with others. And so my brothers and sisters, as we begin this new school year, as we anticipate all the dreams that we may have, let's take stock of those rucos of our own life. The gifts that maybe we've wanted and we've received. The gift of freedom that God's bestowed upon us. As we take stock of that, let us allow this moment to be one where we take faith and mercy and allow them to instruct us on how to use it. Because if we ourselves persevere through faith, praying even when Christ doesn't seem close to us, allowing God to, and others to pick us up when we fall and to get back on our feet, we'll not only fall deeper in love with God, but we'll dream about and find an even greater freedom in our life. A tool not just for survival, not a weapon of destruction, but rather a weapon of joy that guides you and those you surround yourself with through life, through college, and to find the fulfillment that we're all seeking.